everybody. Welcome to Freaky Friday, yeah, as man. Berm has called it, on the podcast daily. I'm Austin Ward. That, of course, is Berm, the king of the freaks. Yep, freaky, freaky. That's Bill Landis. We're going to get right into it. So, the Buckeyes have given us a couple days off. Yeah. But they're still going to practice throughout the weekends, but it's sort of our our training camp break. So, we're hanging out in the Land Grant Beer Gardens with our good friends from Land Grant. We've got some beverages. Bill's got a new hat. I, I love this hat. Philly uh, Flyers. Philadelphia color. Flyers colors. Okay. Fits like a glove. It's sweat wicking, I was told, which I, I need. I believe the term is moisture wicking. Moisture wicking. <laughs> That's great. Well, everything you can need in a hat. Yeah. And after this week at Snappy Jays, when I stand right next to him, sometime I'm like, you need a sweat wicking. <laughs> Tell this guy down. So we're going to be putting that. It's like a boxing match when there's a guy in the corner just swipe. Yeah. We, need a, we need a sweat guy for Bill. And Burns had a great week, so we wanted to celebrate. Yeah. So oh, okay. we've got, uh, I've got the new Hazy. James, what's this one called? Uh, that would be Party Parrot. Party Parrot. Oh, girl! We're hanging out with that. James from Langbeck is right there. He's off camera. He's monitoring what we're doing. We're going to talk about the Buckeyes. I like the Buckeyes. I like talking about them as well. What you wanted to do for Freaky Friday was, you're supposed to host it. Yeah. Because you think that Freaky Friday is your show. Incorrect. Well, I didn't mean it that. I just think that on Fridays we should be able to cut loose a little bit. We should be able to talk about some off-topic stuff if we want. We should be able to go down the list of like weird things that are happening. Like last week we talked about, you know, freshmen that could contribute, or that we could talk about schedule challenges. We could talk about anything you guys want. And I, I don't want to be the guy dictating what we're talking about. That's not my nature. I'm a go along with person, not a not a go along with me type person. Bill, what do you want to talk about? Okay, so the idea that was pitched to us <laughs> yeah. for Freaky Friday sure. by Langrant was the biggest freaks on the Ohio State roster. That makes sense. Where we poached Bill from. We got oh. our own freak right here. I believe in poaching. Uh, Bruce Feldman writes about that. And they chose Marvin Harrison as Ohio State's representative. Now, I will add some caveats from what I know about the freaks list, which is that Mickey Marotti does not like to reveal testing information to the public. Me, you, him, anybody, Bruce Feldman. That makes it hard for the national media to get their hands on what really are some of the most outrageous testing numbers in all of college football in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on any given day. So Marvin Harrison is a good choice. Would he be your choice? No. I think he'd be pretty high up there. We were talking about this, you know, off camera a couple beers ago. <laughs> and uh, the first guy that leaped to mind for me is Sonny Styles. Like, how was how how was anybody a better like height, weight, speed athlete than Sonny Styles on this roster? Like, I get like he's 17 years old. He should be in high school. Like, I understand all that. He's not probably even close to reaching sort of his athletic peak. Um, but when you look at his size, especially relative to his position, when you look at him out with the safeties, he just looks like he doesn't belong there. But I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, and then you watch his tape and his range, uh, his physicality, his length. I like who is it? Who I mean, I guess maybe like Zach Harrison, you say all the same things about, but I don't know. I'd put Sonny Styles up against anybody. Mm. Sonny, what makes him interesting is that you have those physical traits, but then you also take the fact that his father was an NFL football player. His father played at Ohio State. He also has an extremely like sharp football mind. So you. You're dealing with a kid that's not just a physical freak, but a guy that really understands football. And in a year, 
people are going to be talking about him nationally. Is that Isaiah Simmons type? You know, Jim Knowles ruined things, I guess, a week ago by saying that he was going to be a secret weapon. But, like, he's not a secret weapon. If Sonny Styles is being counted on by Ohio State this year as a playmaker, there's something went wrong. But um, I, I think Zach Harrison's still that guy to me because you see the numbers. You see 6'6", two, almost 270 pounds, 4'5", 8", 4'5", type 40, a guy that has run a – you know, sub twenty two in the twenty in the two hundred. This is a guy that those verified times. Well, I mean, when he was in high school, that's what he was running. I mean, that's what he was running in high school. It was was a twenty two second two hundred, and he's a player that we've all we all have a few folks that we know that in the NFL circles, right? And the NFL is super high on Zach Harrison, way way higher on him than Ohio State fans traditionally have been, and I think they see that upside in the. The, the length, the speed, the acceleration, that's a kid that's got just a really unique skill set. I actually did uh, on Thursday when we were at Ohio State, I brought up what he did to us the other day. Uh, and he, <laughs> to him? He that's forgot him. about it. And then he, then, I rem- late, then, then I reminded him and he started laughing. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. So it was fun to see him just kind of relax. But uh, I would say Zach Harrison – if you're looking for like just a freak, line him up, let him do athletic things, he'd probably still be the guy that I'd pick. Just the difference between him and Sonny Styles is that Zach's 21, almost 22 years old. Sonny's 17. That's a pretty insane disparity. Yeah. Disparity. Excuse me. Disparity in age. On the same roster. Yeah. <laughs> 22 and 17. <laughs> it's uncommon. <laughs> I wonder, Burn may be able to speak on this much more than me, how much more of this is going to happen in the recruiting process with the reclassification. This is two years in a row that that's happened for Ohio State. Uh, certainly for the first one of those two, it was premature and that person was not ready for it. Uh, we'll see what happens for them elsewhere. They're no longer at Ohio State. Don't think that's going to happen with Sonny Styles. That's probably a conversation for a different episode of the Podcast Daily. So put a pin in it. We'll drill down on it later. What I think it's interesting about the freaks list. They're narrowed down to pure, raw, nasty athleticism. And the guys on Ohio State's roster, to me, that are the most impactful aren't going to register. So Jackson Smith and Jr., when he goes to the combine, is he going to blow people away with a 40 or a three-cone shuttle drill? No, he's not going to. And certainly when you compared him to Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, even last year, but, well, he's he's not the same athlete as those two. But as a receiver, as a route runner, as someone who can do absolutely acrobatic, insane things when the ball is in the air and in his area, how are we supposed to quantify him? He is a freak. You know, I, wanna, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt, but I did ask Kyle McCord, C.J. Stroud, and Devin Brown on Thursday – if he should be allowed to practice. He did. I can uh, they all said he should, so I guess I lose that. They all well, said that Jackson still should I be allowed to practice. I was there when you asked Devin Brown, and I, I interjected and said, you don't have to answer that. But he wanted to. Objection, Your Honor. But he did answer it. They all said that he should be able to practice. And I, I thought what was interesting is that C.J. Stroud said the defense is a lot, making it a lot harder than they had before. So, like, if you're looking for little tidbits, that's interesting, right? But... Anyway, who's your yes, so is Jackson your guy? Is he your no, freak? I just I want to bring it up because I think that like, I understand the concept, and I'm not trying to undercut it or dismiss it. In terms of 
what we're talking about, pure raw athleticism, Jackson Smith and Jigba is not going to register there. I think that that's unfair because I, he's one of the best players in college football. And the same thing I believe is true for C.J. Stroud. How are you supposed to measure that for quarterbacks? Where he's not going to run a four three forty like Justin Fields. We've talked about his arm strength. It's better. He looks more physically prepared than he did a year ago. He's not going to throw, you know, a ninety-five mile an hour fastball. Like, that's not what C.J. Stroud does. So how are you supposed to calculate that? I mean, I'm not trying to dismiss the principle of this, but I just think that there's a place for this where guys are football players that don't jump out of the gym, don't stop the stopwatch faster than others. And I think that that should be recognized. I think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is an absolute freak. And to say Marvin Harrison is more or less of a freak, I mean, it's different. So I think I would just want to have that caveat for those two. And then I would say that Josh Proctor, I'd like to measure... Magistrate. Magistrate. Josh is a freak. I mean, there's also there's also a lot of like freakishness happening on the cornhole tables right now. So if boards, tables, whatever. So if you hear a random thump, 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 I'm sorry, but say la vie. We're trying it. Yeah, we're out here. I just is there a way to measure the force that Josh Proctor put on Jack Helm? When he buried him in the ground. I mean, the sound is a pretty good way to do it. <laughs> I don't think I've heard a, a hit like that in my time on the beat. Yeah. I, I think he's <laughs> one of the most unique athletes that I've been around. And he has way more power in that frame than you think there ever should be. He looks pretty skinny, even still with five years of development in the upper body. He's way more cut, slab, yeah. you know, cut of beef. What a crop than he was when he got here. But he still doesn't look like someone who should just be able to bury a human being in the ground. And he can't. Well, it's not like, it feels to me almost like a, like a baseball analogy. Like some of the some of the best power hitters in baseball are not big dudes, but they generate such good bat speed that the ball just jumps off of them and like has good launch angles and stuff. Like I, I'd love to know like Josh Proctor's like miles per hour when he like locks on to somebody. Because you're right, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's like he's not a super imposing physical presence. Like he's a well put together athlete, but you wouldn't look at that guy and like, oh, that guy's a thumper. Like you look like for Roger Mitchell and say that guy's a thumper and he is. But Josh Proctor, I think, just generates that by sheer force of velocity. Because he's I think he's really good at what Jim Knowles calls pulling the trigger, sees it accelerates to his top end speed faster than probably the normal person does and then when he gets to that point of contact it's not it's not I'm going to hit you and stop it's I'm going to hit you going and keep going yeah, he like puts the law of inertia in jeopardy like he keeps going through like you're supposed to stop when you're met by an equal or opposite force right and he does not um, I, my choice my next choice if I'm going to put one is a guy that I think people are expecting things of that hasn't really happened yet and that's Julian Fleming. Like, if you look at a kid like that who's 6'2", 200 pounds, he's still running, you know, a 4'3", something. He just looks like a bad dude when he's out there. And I, we haven't seen that translate to catching a lot of balls for us. But if you go back to 2020 and remember when Chris Olave couldn't play in the Big Ten Championship game, Garrett Wilson was on the other side. And Julian Fleming was the guy that in the first half had like five catches and looked like he was ready to start to ascend the, the depth chart at Ohio State. Had some injuries that then have slowed him down. And I think it was three 
and it should have been. It should have been five, yeah. whatever. But And then last year you had those moments. He had the, the catch at Nebraska that got overruled that he didn't have. You had the big moment in the Rose Bowl. I thought it was. Absolutely. I thought it was. And you had the, the Rose Bowl where he, he hurt his shoulder again, but then five minutes later was just shoving it back into place and going out there. And, yeah. you know, to me, that kind of toughness for a kid that has – a lot of built-in excuses to not be that tough. If he really wanted it, he plays a diva position. He, he was the number one ranked player in the country by ESPN in the class of 2020. So it's not like you're talking about just a, a, a random throwaway guy. Like this was a, a five-star, all-everything type receiver. But if you look just physically, Julian Fleming's still that dude. Interesting how much attention is being paid to that wide receiver. Those are some freaks. Because you put a Mecca on that list too, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, Mecca obviously was number one ranked wide receiver in the class of 2021. Not a guy, that, when you look at him, like if you compared Jackson Smith and Jigba and Mecca Abuka, it, just physical numbers, raw speed, that kind of stuff, you would take a Mecca nine times out of ten. Um, but, but Jackson is a freak in just his ability to be technically perfect. I mean, I've talked before that, like, I try to compare these guys, and to me, Jackson Smith and Jigbo is like Larry Fitzgerald down the road. Like that's who I think he's going to be in the NFL. And you may not look at a guy like that and go, "Oh, that's 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 the the, the player you'd want to build around." But like that's the player I'd want to build around. Billy, if you can only pick one, player, there's some gnats out here. There, there are. They want our beer. Land Grant beer is delicious, so everybody wants it, including the inside. Natsy. Natsy boys. One offensive line. You have to pick just one. Oh, that's an easy choice. I mean, it has to be the one. I don't. Like, wow. Okay. Is, I guess it wasn't an easy choice because I. Six not for you. That's not who I thought you were taking. He's okay. six nine, three hundred and sixty pounds, and like moves incredibly well. Seems like the definition of a freak. Yeah, like he's like Parrish Johnson is an incredible athlete. Nimble on his feet. Skinny six, ankles. Seven, skinny ankles. Incredible length. Moves the way you want a left tackle to move. People that are Dewan Jones's size should not be able to move the way that Dewan Jones does, and that, in my mind, is the definition of, of a freaky athlete. You could have a conversation about Paris. Certainly, have a conversation about Donovan Jackson. Oh, that's the name I was waiting for you to yeah, say. I mean, because... incredible, incredible athlete. So, why do you think that Donovan Jackson is a no? Because at his size, if he's a legit, like stacked 6'5", 320 pounds, and the dude is so physically strong. That you, but he's also like such a calm, easygoing. I don't know. That combination to me is just so unique. Paris at 6'7", 310 pounds, like he was built in a left tackle lab, right? Donovan Jackson. I'm just going to say this right here. If Donovan Jackson, Donovan Jackson is the second best left tackle on this Ohio State roster right now. He's also the best guard on this roster right now. He's also would be the second best or maybe the best right tackle on this roster right yeah, now. I'm going to say best receiver, too. I've seen him catch a ball. <laughs> Big hands, good eyesight, right. good vision. I just love everything about Donovan Jackson. I thought that he was the best offensive Wait, what, lineman. What do you know about his eyesight? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He, he sees the future. I just thought that he was the best. I didn't know that Mick had measured that. I thought he was the best <laughs> offensive lineman in the country in the class of 2021. Uh, regardless of like the fact that he lacks prototypical tackle size when he was playing tackle uh, in high school, that kid's just a bad dude. Like, and that combination of his ability to be like a very nice kid off the field. Like, we ask these players to flip a switch. 
And to me, like if you have that ability to, to do that the way he does, that's freaky to me because not everyone has it. Freaky, we, you can define freaky however you want, yeah. right? Like freaky fast delivery. Freaky fast delivery is not particularly freaky fast right now, America. Let's be clear. Okay, there has been a slowdown on that front, but let's pick Talking one. Talking to you, freaky uh, fast. <laughs> let's pick one more player because I have a feeling things are about to get weird. That's freaky Friday. Yeah, freaky. Uh, I'm really bending the rules. You guys are t- are taking the best pure raw athletes, and that's great. That's really the whole point of it. Sure. I think that. Tell us about Jesse Murko. I think Cade Stover's ability oh, yeah. to play any position on the football field is remarkable. That's freaky. That you could play at a not not just the Division One level, Big Ten level, National Championship contender level. That you could play linebacker, defensive end, fullback, tight end, anything that they ask you to do. For a guy that if, played running back and safety in high school. If they had told him to play safety. If they put him in the backfield. If they're like, oh, gosh, what are we going to do if, if another injury pops up? Evan Pryor's out and something else happened. And they're like, oh, let's just put Kate Stover back there. And you'd be like, sure, no problem. That's remarkable because that's extremely hard to do at the level that this program is at. When I first started covering college football, I covered Wyoming. And you could be like, you've got a country strong kid from Gillette, Sheridan. We're going to put him in. Their body type. It's like, okay, you could do anything from safety to running back to tight end to anything. You but, know, but they were all 6'2", 205. They weren't going to be able to do that at the level that yeah. Ohio State demands. This kid... Is he 6'4"? 6'4 and a half, 260 pounds. 260 pounds, and that you could say, yeah, hand it to Kate Stover. Throw it to Kate Stover. Let him run a wheel route. Give him short notice and let him play linebacker in the greatest rivalry in college football. Have him go out there in the Rose Bowl on one month's notice with no experience in a year and a half. It's insane. And now he's tied in one at Ohio State. he's capable of doing. And then what we've seen in training camp from him, that's freaky. I don't think there are a lot of people that can do what Kate Stover can do. And Cows don't take a day off. Do, cows cows don't, do not take they don't take a day off. And that doesn't mean that he's going to run a 4 4 He won't. He said he ran a 4 5 so he's super slow also. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. The whole point is, like, you're talking about all this stuff, but then if you measure in the measurables, which I think you have to do with measurables, you have to measure them, he's, he's still 6'5", 260, running a 4 5 and he's one of the pound-for-pound pound strongest guys on the team. And then you couple that with the fact that he may be one of the best leaders on the team. I mean, that's a freak. All right, that's my last bet. He was, am I right that he, was he Mr. Football and a finalist for Mr. Basketball? Yes. Is that right? He's the all-time leading yeah, basketball scorer uh, at Lexington High School, and it was Mr. Football. Like, I know C.J. Stroud saying that they would beat the basketball team is like a ludicrous thing to say. But I thought the fact that, like, when... when Ridiculous. People, I would absolutely pay to watch it. If you want to... No, no, no. no, I'm, no not saying, I'm saying, I'm saying if I'm you saying, want me to pay to watch a college basketball oh, game, you want to that's what I do. I'd you watch DeJuan as a I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch that game than watch Ohio State basketball play Northwestern. 100%. Just sign me up for that. 100%. But the, like, when, when we were all, like, having... NIL management. Are you right? Albany. Here come the Greyhounds. <laughs> we were all having fun with C.J. Stroud saying that, and then guys were talking about, like, who they picked for their five... And they all picked Kate Stover. That I thought that meant something. 
Like that guy, because I don't. If you lined up the team, I don't know if you'd pick Kate Stover unless you knew his basketball background. The same yeah. thing is true for tight end, right? Like right. You, you don't look at Kate and think that's a starting tight end of the Big Ten. But here we are, two weeks before the season opener against Notre Dame, and that is clearly tight end one for Ohio State at this moment. Anyway, I'm really high on him. Like Who's I, your pick? I mean, we'll move another pick. Yeah, you got to have one. Mike Hall. Ooh, I like it. Zach Harrison on what's Tuesday? Tuesday said that Mike Hall is quote twitched up unlike any other player I've seen on this roster. Oh my folks! And Mike Hall's mother said the same thing. Called him <laughs> the LeBron James of Streetsboro two years ago when we were, uh, and uh, I mean to your point, like he's a freak. Devastating first. Time. Well, she might be a little biased, but probably. Maybe. And his teammates probably are too, but it all, if you watch Mike Hall in Streetsboro, he was an animal. Incredible first step, like as strong as you want a player to be, like especially for a guy who's not like Tommy Togiai and Devon Hamilton, 300 plus pounds. I think he's, for his body type, he is probably as strong as those kind of guys, but then has that quick step to, to be a, a dynamic pass rusher too. Like, I... I think we can get carried away a lot this time of year when people start talking players up, especially guys who have not played much. But it's really hard for me not to buy that Mike Hall stock because I, of, of what I know of, knew of him as a high school player and what I knew of him as a prospect. Like, and the fact that he just sort of got overlooked in that class because of JT between Mullowell and Zach, or Jack, Jack Sawyer, excuse me. Um, I think that's a guy that's going to surprise some people and surprise people with, with a dynamic skill set that I'm not sure many people know that he has. The other guy on Feldman's list was Tyler Williams, right, from Ohio State. He's the only other Buckeye that made it. Yeah. And you can understand why at 6'3", 330 pounds, super quick. I mean, you're talking about guys that play multiple positions, that came from high school doing different things, and we could talk about Cameron Martinez, for example. Oh, I cannot believe it's taken this long. To get there. We the could three, talk about Cameron our Martinez. Our Freaky Friday list. <laughs> He was going to leave. We could. Cameron. Oh, we could, we could talk about Cameron Martinez. Oh, my goodness. But I, I'm i going to go for my last choice with Cameron Martinez. <laughs> I just. I was I, about to text him right now. I think like, that oh my goodness. you don't have Cam's number. Don't kid yourself. The point is, when you have, <laughs> when you have a player like that who never played defense. Didn't know Cam had a burner. <laughs> never played defense in his life before he arrived at Ohio State. So this isn't a kid who, no offense to any other school in the country, this is Ohio freaking state, right? You just show up and you're like, well, I guess I'll try this. And you walk in in the middle of all the COVID hysteria, the, the, the pandemic. You don't have any idea what you're doing. You don't know when you're going to be working out. He takes six months to learn how to play a position. And now we're in a position where Ohio State coaches are like, this is a guy that we really trust. And he may not look freaky but at, at, at six six foot six one and a, and a really solid 205 210 pounds he's still one of the quickest guys on the team unbelievable with the ball in his hands and and it has an idea like a year ago when steel chambers moved to running back or from running back to linebacker one of the questions i asked was how did playing running back make you a better linebacker and steel was like you know i see things before they happen because i know what i would be doing if i was a running back and I think that there's a similar feeling and a similar vibe for that with Cam, who has played quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and understands what these guys are seeing in a different way. And I, I think that's been a huge benefit to him. But please just put the ball in his hands. Do you guys know that he had a high school, his senior year highlight tape was nine straight minutes of touchdowns? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Nine minutes of nothing but touchdowns. 
That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, me too. It seems pretty good. Though. I'm just saying. Wait. Is Ohio State aware of that? Or? Here's the reality. We're talking about Ohio State football, right? There's eighty. There's 84 scholarship players on the roster right now. Other than Cam Martinez? 70 of these guys could make a list somewhere for being the freak. To leave guys off like Jack Sawyer, who six foot six, 270 pounds, I mean, the what he's done to his body in this short amount of time. JT Tuomaloao, like, uh, we can go down the list. There's a Jaden Ballard is a freaky, freaking athlete. Like, Put on freaky freaking. When you're talking about putting on basketball tape, put on Jaden Ballard. Watch the 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 explosion that kid has okay. in in the open court. Like you got some bad dudes, bad mama jamas on that team, and doesn't always translate to football. But athletically, I mean, this is obviously there's a reason Ohio State's one of the top two or three programs in the country year in and year out. Yeah, it was a great topic for a freaky Friday. Great to be in the Land Grant Beer Garden. We appreciate them so much. For having us out here, giving us a couple beverages. To, we want sometimes the conversations to get a little more freaky. freaky. Little I, I prefer I prefer casual. A little casual. A little cash. And so that's what we did. And these guys are really good at cornhole. They are. We hope you liked it. If you didn't, uh, sorry. Sorry. We but we're we're working on it. We're doing some stuff that is a little uh, unusual. Outside and we the like box. Coming to Land Grant because. Also, this place out here, Beer Garden, every Sunday, F1 races, it's the place to be. F1 stands for football one. Uh, Thursday nights, we know that there's live music, you want to be out here. There's cornhole. There's some Papa Shop. Not Papa Shop. Basketball shooting. Is that that trademarked? I'm sorry. There's not putt-putt, just a putting grant. Uh, It's a great place to be. Wintertime, there's curling. We love laying grant. That's coming. We'll save that for everything. We're hoping to come here a lot more. We hope they have us back. Uh, That's Bill Byrne. I'm Austin. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the Podcast Daily. We'll see you on Monday.